It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is sincerely appreciated. And also, don't forget our friends at Lakerholics.com and, of course, the great lineup of shows covering the world of basketball at HoopHeadsPod.com. Well, unfortunately, we could not sustain the momentum that we had coming off of that tremendous victory over the weekend against the Brooklyn Nets. Admiral Akbar's trap game was set out, and it was set out first indeed on the front end of a back-to-back as the Lakers at MSG, unfortunately, I guess they they played like they were exposed to some MSG because seemingly they were really off today, shooting, performing at, at every single level. But of course, mainly as everybody saw out there that got a chance to check out the game, you saw a lot of turnovers. Turnovers, 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 and a ton of points given up inside the paint. And unfortunately, it led to a 111-96 victory over, again, a team in the Lakers who could not just find a way to put the ball into the basket. 33% shooting from the three-point area, 43% overall, just not a good percentage. I mean, even with a defensive performance of holding the Knicks to 18.5% shooting from beyond the arc, they couldn't get it done. Turnovers, again, all over the place. And even with Schroeder having 21 points and six assists, still a lot of turnovers there for him. Kuzma came back to the lineup, but unfortunately wasn't very effective. Only 14 points and a minus 26. Montrezl Harrell was with the big donut, zero points today and only two rebounds. Wasn't very effective at all. Very disappointing effort following up one of the best victories, if not the best victory of the year. And here today to talk about it are three Not one, not two, but three great guests indeed. They are all a great part of Lakerholics.com. Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. And the first one I will go ahead and hit up is the first man that was here, and that's the mastermind of Lakerholics.com himself. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I know you get angry. I know you get mad. You're still on mute. You might still be growling all over the place. But I wanted to go ahead and say this. 
that again it's what you talk about a lot lately and that's the dang turnovers yeah we uh, we just didn't take care of the ball but you have to give credit to the knicks tibbs has got them playing a great style of defense they did a great job in the middle they basically shut down our centers completely we spent the first half trying to throw the ball into the middle and we must have turned it over a dozen times just on, on trying to get the ball into either Trez or to Dre and neither one of those worked. And, you know, it, it the game reminded me a little bit of the, of a flip-flop from the game on against the Nets on Saturday because it was Drummond. Uh, I mean, it was uh, Ben McLemore who all of a sudden shot the uh, game, took what was a close game and broke it open for the Lakers and, and set out a pace on it. And this time it was Reggie Bullock for the Knicks who did the exact same thing. He came in at a crucial point where this was a 10-point game. It was still a struggle, and he immediately nailed a couple of threes, and all of a sudden it's a 16-point game. Disappointing, the Lakers got beat in the paint. They gave up way too many points in the paint, were outscored there. They were out-rebounded. And it was it was basically, uh, I think, a case of, uh, of the Lakers getting out-coached, to be honest. I didn't think that they attacked the – the type of defense that was being played against them very well. They didn't make the right adjustments. They didn't take care of the ball. And when you do that against a good defensive team like the Knicks, then you're going to lose the game. And that's what happened. And there's no excuse for the Lakers. Simple as that, because they had the day off and the Knicks were playing on a back end of a back-to-back. So there's no excuse why the Lakers just did such a poor job of being able to go ahead and find a way to get that ball in the hole. He should have gone ahead and really push the you know push the ball up get got turnovers themselves created a lot of opportunities but instead it was just exactly the opposite and here today was a guy who probably predicted a trap game for the lakers what is our own admiral akbar indeed uh, yes uh, and laker tom is booing him as we speak but you got to go ahead and check out his five things articles every time out on lakerholics.com it is jamie sweet and jamie and for, uh, glad to have you back but unfortunately, it's under not too great circumstances. On the front end of a back-to-back, the Lakers played like on the back end of a back-to-back. Yeah, no. If there was a, if there's a such a thing as a regular season win hangover, it looked like the Lakers uh, experienced it tonight somehow. Frankly, when you're fighting for playoffs position and uh, you know battling, you know a team that you're unlikely to see in the NBA Finals, but as we saw last year with the Miami Heat. There's and the Lakers, you know, there's no guarantee who's going to get where, when, and how you what, what the roads each team will have to travel are. So, this is a mirror game. We're, we're kind of built similarly to the Knicks, I feel like. They might have an extra three point quote unquote specialist or two that we don't have. But I would say that in, in a lot of ways, we're evenly matched. Although, without LeBron and AD, we obviously are missing our dynamic talent that is Julius Randle uh, for the Knicks, who really played a great game tonight, I thought. Powerful game. And still found it time to shoot six three-pointers. I mean, you know, Julius Randle's really expanded his game in a way that I think few Laker fans ever expected to see this quickly. I think we all kind of hoped, oh, Julius, you know, might average two, three, three, you know, a couple couple threes a game. And now he's he's probably going to average close to five threes a game, which is kind of incredible for him. Um, you know, I thought the starting lineup shot the ball well enough, but as we all have said, way too many turnovers. Just gifting possession. Possession after possession to the Knicks that they didn't necessarily earn. I mean, some of them were forced turnovers, but not all of them. And this has been something, you know, the Knicks got nine more shots at the basket than we did, which isn't all just turnovers. 
They also had 15 offensive rebounds to R4. Uh, so, you know, Drummond didn't do a great job cleaning up the defensive glass, even though, you know, he had, you know, Andre Drummond rebound numbers, 10, 10 rebounds. Kuz didn't rebound. We didn't defend our defensive glass the way we've been doing fairly strongly throughout this season. And I agree with Tom. You know, Tom Thibodeau has that team playing to an identity. It's the same identity every night. There's not a question of, like, what am I going to do now? Like, everybody knows what they're going to do now. I think we've kind of got, you know, with these new guys, we've gone back to a fairly large rotation, and I'm not sure it helps some of our guys. I, I wouldn't have played Wes Matthews tonight, for instance. I would have given those minutes to any number of players. Ben Macam, you know, any number of players, I think, could have had Wes Matthews minutes. And I, I, I you know, I – I like Wes Matthews. I don't see him as being a key piece in the playoffs. I, I just don't. Uh, he hasn't been consistent shooting all year. we got too many guys whose best asset is their gritty defenders. Uh, we don't need six gritty defenders. We need like two or three and guys who can do a few other things. And that's coming from a guy who loves gritty defenders. You know, I it's one of my favorite archetypes in the NBA. You're a gritty defender. You're my guy. Other people like, you know, dunkers or shooters or dunkers and shooters. I like the gritty defenders. So... I just thought that tonight, uh, you know, it was almost as if they thought, like, well, we beat the Nets, we can beat anybody. And that's just not how professional sports works. You got to go out, prove it again, do it again, next game, different opponent. And they didn't do that. They didn't do that. They reverted back to the way they've been playing most recently, not generating enough offense. Their defense actually was kind of porous as well, which is kind of surprising to me is seeing how bad the defense played, especially interior when you yeah. have Drummond, a seven footer. I know he's not a shot blocker per, uh, per se, but he, he, you know, he takes up a lot of space, but you're right. He gave up a lot of rebounds all around, just not a great game. And of course, Kyle Kuzma minus 26, Arrow, a big donut, uh, you know, Caruso a minus 11 as well. Just very poor performances all around. But here today to talk about the game as well, and hopefully at, by the end of the show, tell us what we can look forward to tomorrow because it's back-to-back against Charlotte. He's a good man indeed. It is L. Rob and L. Rob, glad to have you as always here, part of the program. And unfortunately, they went to MSG. And like I said earlier, I think they had too much MSG. I think what Tom said regarding Thibodeau, our coaching, I mean, you didn't see Lakers make many adjustments. The Knicks was – did that swarming defense pretty much from the get-go, and you didn't see the Lakers um, reverse the ball. I didn't think good enough to to take advantage of the Knicks uh, over aggressive defense. And uh, you know, Kuzma, you need everybody to hit the boards. I don't, I don't put a lot of that on Drummond because the Knicks had everybody crashing, and and the Lakers had Drummond. Right. Um, you know, Kuz and those guys, other guys weren't getting back and helping them out on the boards. And Kuz had been doing such a good job on the boards. But today, he really, you know, I don't know what his identity was today. He wasn't looking to shoot or uh, score a lot. It looked like when he did shoot, it was afterthought. He looked out of place. He looked kind of rusty for being out two games. Yeah, yeah he definitely did. for nine from deep. That's, I, that, I that was the game tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but not too many guys play decent. Uh, Dennis, too many turnovers again. It was good to see him finally get a couple whistles, though. So that was good. I think probably KCP had the probably as as good as game as anybody today. He was pretty solid. Didn't have many plays where you said, you know what, what are you doing, KCP? He was pretty solid all the yeah. way around. So I guess if I'm taking one positive, and Keith was good too. Keith I thought THT. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know, young guy. He's trying to make things happen. So I, I like that. He's trying to make at least he's trying to make something happen. Right. You know. So yeah, he was good. But uh, Knicks just was they wanted it more. You know, a lot of times it says whoever wants to, they wanted it more. They were first to the loose balls. Um, they out hustled us. You know, they outplayed us. Give tip your hat to them. They they wanted to win and 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 they took it to us and they got the got the good victory for them. Good for them. Yeah, but you shouldn't be letting Alfred Payton dominate the game like he did, be able to dictate exactly what was going on. Uh, there's a reason why he's been on so many teams, just that journeyman type of point guard that's out there, probably be best suited coming up in the next coming seasons in a backup role. And I think he'll be really good at that. But, uh, you know, I know that his, you know, him being able to go ahead and score 20 points on you, uh, there's got to be something wrong there with that because he consistently got in. Uh, in through the lines on the defense and just consistently scored a lot of points in the paint. And that, that's not good. And of course, like you said there, Jamie, you know, 34 points for Julius Randall. I think uh, he's, it's a message game. It's a message game that I oh. think he sends out to the Lakers each and every time out. Yeah. I mean, seven turnovers, but you'll take it if you're getting 34 and 10 from him. So it, you know, it's something that I think the Lakers were not prepared for is him still being so motivated to go ahead and beat the Lakers. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Laker Tom, again, it comes down to me for a lot of the turnovers. The turnovers and the inability to score. It's not so much that they didn't shoot so poorly at the three-point line because, you know, 33 is a little bit below, but it's not like it's a huge number. Not like the 18% that the Knicks shot today from the three-point area. The problem is, again, the points in the paint and then the turnovers are just killing it. I mean, I'm looking at the scoreboard, you know, and I'm looking at the game physically and I'm looking at the, the line as far as it's concerned on the game cast. And I see turnover, 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 turnover in that second and third quarter. And it just made for some miserable watching. Actually, it got ugly at times on both teams part. But when the Lakers keep on doing that, it just doesn't make for good basketball. Well, you know what really impressed me in this game and, and really surprised me because I haven't really watched the Knicks play that much. Julius Randle's totally changed his game. Sure. Hey, this, this is sure. not at all the guy that we drafted number seven and who was a crash the boards, uh, lay it up, fight in the paint for the ball. In fact, other than that one play where somebody tipped the ball and he was all alone underneath, he didn't get anything that was – Everything else that he got was in the perimeter. There's a reason um, why he's an all-star. His jump shot was hitting. His three-pointer looked great. He's become an excellent free-throw shooter. 
Um, it's all of the things that I used to dream about, Julius Randle being the small ball five on the Lakers. And, man, I mean, I was impressed. I, he kept them in the game early, and he gave them confidence that they could yeah. win this game. And then then I'll, I've got to go back to this whole whole idea of when you have the other teams sagging in like crazy there, and the Knicks, as the announcers brought up, they do one of the best jobs of, being able to defend the three-point line and defend the rim. And a lot of that goes to, you know, a couple of good shot blockers like Mitchell Robinson, who wasn't there, and and Nerlens Noel, who is excellent at that. Nerlens Noel also is excellent on the perimeter. I mean, he's he's a guy that you, you're not going to shoot many threes over him. Um, so, you know, the Lakers' offense just really seemed stagnant tonight. And I felt that Frank should have done something more. And I agree with Jamie's observation that, there's a point in time where it seemed like Frank's strategy was let's try another guy. Let's try this guy. Let's try that guy. Rather than why don't we set up some some plays or why don't we, you know, why don't we go in there and, and put Ben in there and get him 10 threes, you know, or Kuzma or nine threes, but yeah, he can only make two of them. Well, I mean, Ben only shots. He only shot two less. He shot seven. Well, this is yeah. what you're going to get, though, from Ben McLemore, because he right. is extremely well, streaky. No, I, think, I, think the, I, don't, I think the difference is the defenses. They aren't the yeah. Nets. These are the Knicks. No, no. This, the, and that, to me, that's why I still don't have the Nets coming out of the East, because of defense alone. Everybody's like, oh, my God, all the talent. And I'm like, all the talent in the world doesn't defend hard. And that's yeah, what's going to win your playoff series. No, but three superstars – you get Harden and, and you get all three superstars going. You don't. I, I Mark my words, the Nets will be this year's Clippers. That's well, I'm, I'm saying gonna, it now. Okay, I'm saying it now. Let me put it this and way. I sure hope so. Maybe Akbar ought to predict that. I'm, I'm going to get L. Rob here in the conversation here in a sec, but I'll only show you an observation on that game as far as the Brooklyn is concerned is that Andre Drummond is the test case for this because the fact that he dominated so feverishly during the course of that game. If Philadelphia and Brooklyn match up in the finals, you've got a situation where, yeah, you've got those superstars, Tom, but they're going to be guarded by Tobias Harris. They're going to be guarded by Ben Simmons. It's going to be Kyrie Irving versus Joel Embiid. And the reason why I say that is because Kyrie Irving has a distinct advantage over anyone that's guarding him. And the same thing goes for Joel Embiid. Kyrie decides to play. Well, that's, yeah, because he has, uh, you know, I know personal reasons, but, yeah. Yes, the yes. Eastern Conference Finals. Should I suit up tonight, or should I play video games with my kids? I've got a personal thing I got to take care of tonight. I know, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But uh, El Rob, but El Rob, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, you know, again, it was a big win in Brooklyn, but they didn't follow it up. I mean, turnovers are be something that the Lakers are continuously doing, time in, time out. As far as way too much, I understand that that Dennis Schroeder with LeBron there is only a part-time ball handler, you know, and I know that he only gives LeBron the breaks or when LeBron's on the bench. And I know that that's when he's best to be handling the ball, but as the primary ball handler, he needs to go ahead and have better games and a more consistent way of going ahead and running the offense. Yeah. It's frustrating as someone who, when I do play basketball, play point guard, you you appreciate the simple passes. How many times did the Lakers throw some wild alley-oops? I mean, guys, it's not that hard. It's not brain surgery. You got a two-on-one, make a simple bounce pass yeah. and score. I mean, they're trying to throw lobs, it's missed time, then 
I mean, they had about three possessions that should have been easy buckets that they didn't score on. Yeah, yeah, Dennis, he's trying to do a little too much. So, but it's not just him. I mean, it's contagious. The whole team is is throwing bad passes. If they're not throwing bad alley oops, then it even when they don't have a turnover, the passes are not concise. They're not crisp. They're throwing it at guys' feet, or the guys got to reach, stretch to get it. It's never. I mean, it's just bad execution all the way around. And you know, it, it is who they are right now. Without LeBron, this is not a, a good uh, executing team. They have. I mean, guys are talented enough, and when they're playing mediocre teams, they can still get over the hump and still beat some teams. Yeah, I've been harping on the turnovers all year. Even with LeBron, we have. We turn the ball over a lot, no matter who plays. Yeah. Yeah. That's been an issue all season long. Well, when, I mean, LeBron is the all-time leader, and I'll say this again. He's the all-time leader in turnovers because he handles the ball so much and his usage rate is so high. So that's a little bit understandable. But with Dennis Schroeder, he's got to be a little bit more efficient with the ball. And if – I mean, this team – the whole team has got to go ahead and help him out. Take some of the pressure off his back and be a little bit more consistent on what you're doing and, and be more a bit – definitive on where you're going and what you're going you're going to drive make that drive commit if you're going to go ahead and take that shot don't hesitate just don't hesitate just go ahead and take the shot you know what laker tom says if you're going to go ahead and shoot it shoot it keep on shooting it keep on shooting it and eventually you're going to go ahead and start getting a run where you're going to make it so again it's about uh, this offense is very stagnant you know, and and usually you're able to play first class defense. Unfortunately, that didn't happen tonight as well. But they do we have a back to. Go ahead. We, Go we ahead. also have. Um, we're trying to work drumming in. So I mean, yeah. it is. I guess you can say there are some some reasons why it's a little uneven right now. I mean, you got a new guy that's only played a few games, and then you got guys coming in and out of the lineup. So they are. They you know maybe once Drummond has a defined role and he he understands what everyone's doing that'll go down a little bit but yeah right now it is definitely not a, a good sight well hopefully tomorrow he can feast on the charlotte centers we're hoping that you know the classic bismack biombo andre drummond matchup will lean in the favor <laughs> of andre drummond but that is tomorrow guys and before we head on out i want to go oh, ahead man. and say and also what we, you know you guys are working on for lakerholics.com i want to go ahead and mention tomorrow's game it's a back-to-back this was the game I thought was going to be a trap game for the Lakers. I thought they were going to go ahead and win tonight and then lose tomorrow. Maybe it's in reverse. I'm hoping that that's the case. But Laker Tom, before we head on out, what do they need to do to pull out the victory tomorrow? They, sh- I mean, I, is Gordon Hayward going to be available for that game? I, I don't think so. I don't think and so. It is, is LaMelo Ball going to be available for that game? No. no. So, okay, there are no more excuses for the Lakers when it comes to that. You're, you're, you're setting it up for Jamie to call us. I know. What are you doing, Gerald? Come on, well, no, because they lost tonight. <laughs> they lost tonight, though. They lost and tonight. Can there's I just no say reason, that there's no real rule that you can't have two trap games in a row? That's right, Tom. And also, it's not a trap when the inferior team loses. That means we just played to type and the Knicks did their job. Well, you know what it comes down to, frankly? Playing smart basketball. That's what this is all about. For example, Thibodeau, look, think about his strategy. The Lakers just got a big game from Dre. They're trying to work him in. The other guy who killed the Nets is Dennis Schroeder, who just can't be kept from getting into the paint. So what does Tibbs do? Let's double and triple team every time 
Drummond gets the ball in the paint and let's clog the whole thing up. This was a game where we shouldn't have shot 34 threes. We should have shot 45 threes. And we should have spread the ball out of there. And he probably should have put Gasol in there a lot earlier because we weren't getting anything from Drummond. And the scary part about it is or Trez. Andre does not do well when he is double and triple teamed. That's when he gets he loses the ball on the dribble and he puts it on the floor. He loses the ball when he twirls it around his head. If other teams are watching this, they're going to see the recipe that Tom Dibito laid out for how you stop Andre Drummond in the middle when you don't have LeBron and you don't have AD. Now, I, I give Dre a lot of credit because I think he's playing within the game plan and he's showing that he is determined that a championship and learning how to play in a championship style, he understands, is more valuable than a whole bunch of shallow points made uh, in you know against secondhand teams. But the problem is, is that the Lakers have to be smarter about the whole game. You have to figure out what are people trying to stop us, and you have to have a counter. You can't just go in there and keep sending Dennis in there to get the shot blocked. I mean, he must have got three or four shots blocked today simply because there's four guys in there. And when you clog the paint and a guy drives, it isn't like he can switch and Euro step in three or four different directions. He's got one path to go, which they're channeling him in. And, and, and that's what makes it so hard because they took away our best two weapons from the last game. They took away Drummond and they took away Dennis. Dennis still got a lot of points, some of them on fantastical shots that I can't believe still went in. Yeah. But the whole point is that you got to be smarter. This was a time to spread it out and play five out. And that's how you attack a type of defense like that. So you should have put five chunk shooters out of there. And we should have just shot 43s. We would have had a better chance of winning than what we were doing right there. I remember the days when I was going to the pickup games and playing in uh, downtown LA and, and I would do the Euro step and people just traveling, man, that's traveling. Oh yeah. I had that happen in my life a million times. That's traveling. That's traveling. traveling, That's called the Euro step, baby. I mean, mean, back then when you're playing in the nineties, you know, people were still like, Oh, that's traveling. That's traveling. And you know, take a look at Ginobili, take a look at all the European players coming over and doing that. And yeah and now you look at it now it's you got to do a teardrop along with the euro step and so yeah it's it's the game has evolved so much since then but l rob i want to ask you this i mean tomorrow is there a certain matchup the lakers should key upon in order to go ahead and maybe rekindle some of that confidence that we had in brooklyn so we have we had zeller out we had uh hayward out uh you have ball out you have I think PJ Washington went down Sunday. So you got four, you know, four. Keep, eight, it's gonna four, be guard heavy. It's gonna be guard yeah, heavy. So guard sure. three point line. Graham, yeah. an excellent three point shooter, especially if he gets hot. Rogier. Um, Rogier. Yeah. He has a very good three point shooter. Uh, Miles Bridges is shooting about thirty nine percent from three, so he can knock him down. Guard the three point line, and uh, you win the game. I hope you know, Watch it be like. I was gonna say what. I was gonna say what real quick, and I'll give. uh, Watch it be like Malik Monk get like thirty on us tomorrow. (laughs) No new stars. Yeah, no new stars. But I mean, would you focus just primarily on the guards, or do you think there's anybody outside of Bridges that could scare you in the in the front court? Nah, no one in the front court. They need front court help. That's why they wanted to trade for Trez. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. But Jamie. 
I mean, tomorrow, I'm hoping it's not going to be a trap game, but, you know, is there anyone that you would also focus on? I mean, because like, like uh, L. Rob said, focusing on the guards and making sure that they're high volume, but also low percentage. If you if they hit threes, but they're doing it off of every maybe 30 percentile or a 25 percentile, that's fine. If they're shooting, you know, two for eight, two for nine, things of that nature. But the thing is, you got to go ahead and keep focus on them to make those three-point shots tough. Is there anything else that you want to see them focus on? Like Laker Tom was saying, playing smarter as well. I mean, I'm just going to say, I'm going to quote Michael Jackson here, and each one of the Laker players needs to find the man in the mirror. I'm talking about the man in the mirror, baby. And they got to look at – they got to – this team is good enough to hang without LeBron and AD. This this team is better than they showed tonight. They're better than they showed in some of the losses they've coughed up on this road trip and all season long. There are guys who are very good basketball players on this team who have a habit of turning in long stretches of not very good basketball. And that's, frankly, on them. You know you don't have a dynamic offensive coach in Frank Vogel. So that means it's on the players to figure something out. Would I like to see Frank Vogel do something different with the offense? I I guess. I don't even know what that would be at this point. It's looked the same for like two years running with LeBron, without LeBron. I don't see a difference. So I don't expect Frank Vogel to make an adjustment now. It would be out of character. So look in your heart. You know, look at look look in your heart. You're you're, you're in there somewhere. I look for the man in the mirror too. Maybe I mean, it's sometimes I would love to see like what the game plan was in some of these blowout losses and like was there a terrible game plan? I'll bet there wasn't. Like I'll bet it's I mean a lot of it's Thank effort, a lot of it's heart, a lot of it's just like compete. You got to compete. And, you know, you don't give up so many re- – you don't give up that many offensive rebounds if you're competing. You don't turn the ball over like that if you're competing. You don't, you don't miss – You don't have Kuzma and, and – uh, You don't have – every starter had – have horrible games. I didn't. I mean, Caruso played 15 minutes. I don't think Caruso's 15 minutes lost us this basketball game. Every starter had three or more turnovers. This is the, These are the guys who are supposed to be leading the team. These are the veterans, the, guy, the big moneymakers, the guys looking for big contracts. This is within you. Or if it's not, then you're not going to get those big contracts. You're not going to be regarded as the leader of the game. We need to have Trez have a big game so that they'll yeah. play for them next year. Uh, well, well, I mean, at this point, like, let's just worry about making not this. Let's, let's get the top six seed. Like, that's let's worry about that. <laughs> that's the thing that the team should be focused on right now. The summer will take care of itself. The playoffs will take care of themselves. Should we make them? Well, and that's uh, something we need to focus on before we head on out is that, again, with everything that's going on, Lakers are still projected right now to get the fifth seed. Now, I don't know if that's still going to be the case. I mean, with performances like this, they follow it up with more performances like today. Could be a different story before AD and LeBron get back. But Laker Tom, I'm going to close it out with you. But Rob, you first, my friend. I want to ask you this on your as far as finishing out the the games and the standings are concerned obviously we're trying to play ahead of what portland and especially dallas is doing do you think that they're still going to go ahead and be able to stay away from because right now dallas i mean they, they're on they go on a run and then they come up with these head scratching losses that don't make any sense when they're at full strength so i want to hear your thoughts on on if the lakers can continually stay up in the standings far enough before lebron and ad get back Yes, I think uh, the Lakers will stay ahead of Dallas until uh, AD comes back. Um, and then once AD comes back, I think, you know, we'll start on our up uptick and then LeBron's coming back right after AD. So, yeah, uh, Dallas lost tonight again, I believe, right? I don't think 
I don't think Porzingis played tonight, so they're missing valuable opportunities to gain some ground. Portland has yeah, they got destroyed at home by Philadelphia. Yeah, Portland hasn't played that well ever since they made that trade. They've been kind of they can't play defense. They can outscore almost anybody, but they can't play defense. So yeah, I mean, I think we're locked into number six, and then once our big boys come back, I think we'll make a push and have a legitimate shot at getting back up to four and you know possibly three but i I don't see it i know the clippers are playing real well and i I think the lakers will run out of time yeah so four four seeds you want to have home got an easy schedule try to get home court advantage in the first round but yeah no i'm not worried really not worried at all i think it depends on how we perform over the next six games if we beat the hornets the Celtics are on fire right now. I, I'm calling a loss already to the Celtics just because they're playing great. You know our Celtics team is going to show up. Why do we even up. play, Jamie? You uh, hey, listen, know. you don't get to say that after every playoff series. All oh, the Lakers are going to sweep. All oh, the Lakers are going to sweep. Sweep, 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 sweep. No, that's not, you don't get to critique. five games in most of those series. Whatever. All I'm saying <laughs> is that we're gonna we have a tough six game schedule coming up. We've got the, the Hornets are really the only like you look at the teams and think, well, we should beat that team. Can we beat the Celtics? Yes. Can we beat the Jazz back to back? No. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> we can't. We don't have this firepower. We don't have the defensive chops. Yeah, but the Celtics and the, also the Hornets and the Knicks are all five hundred teams. So you're gonna get yeah. the best of them one night and you're gonna get the worst from the other. So it depends, really, because those teams are all uneven. So, yes, Boston's playing well right now and had a great fourth quarter at Denver, 31-8. to But this, again, there's a reason why they're close to 500 because they can turn around and pull up an egg and throw an egg at, at any point in time. And the same thing goes for, you know, when they play Charlotte tomorrow. So we'll see what happens. So I don't have full confidence in that because it's always Boston. You never know. They could yeah. be uh, motivated, although it isn't quite the same as it once was. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Laker Tom, I know you're working on some great things for Lakerholics.com. I know Jamie Sweet is as well. Please check out Lakerholics.com and be part of the conversation there today. Five Things is a great place to go to check out all the stuff that Jamie Sweet is doing. But on the front page, they'll see your stuff, Laker Tom. And what could that be? I don't know at this point in time. I've got a bunch of things in there, but they're long-term things. I set Um, the guy up and he just knocks it down. (laughs) Well, you know... I think think what's really interesting is the schedule over the next six or seven games, 
those back-to-backs that we have with the Jazz and the Mavericks are going to be critical. We could lose three out of those four games if we don't have AD there. And if we lose three out of four games, then then we're going to be in a fight, especially if, if two of those losses came against the Mavericks. We might be in a fight to be in the play-in tournament. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and I felt, I felt that we had a chance if we had won tonight and won tomorrow night. I thought we had a good chance of actually it – would, it would take a collapse by the Clippers to get up to number three, but, hey, man, it's the Clippers. <laughs> you know, there's always a chance. Always a chance. Um, one thing I think it's kind of interesting to me is when will AD come back? Well, and uh, 10 to 14 days was the report that was on right. Saturday. So yeah, right. I, I don't think it's going to be 10 to 14 days. I, 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 I hope not. And I definitely think that there's a point in time where if the team starts to really spiral out of control, I'm a little worried that other teams are going to see what Thibodeau did to totally take our centers out of the game. He negated not only Ben, not only Drummond, but also Harold. I mean, Harold had a terrible game, had no impact at all. And that was what I was hoping on was going to carry us to the third seed. And I'm, I'm now having some doubts as to whether it will, especially if, you know, this is a copycat league. Every time the scouts get ready and the coach goes to them and says, hey, how do we stop the Lakers? They're going to look at the last time we lost. And then they're going to look at that template and say, well, man, here's how you stop the Lakers. Now, maybe the Hornets don't have the inside personnel to do that that's the good part about it but the jazz do <laughs> you know the jazz, the jazz are gonna play us that way and it's gonna be tough yep. and yep. if porzingis is back the Mavs do the Mavs do too if 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 if, if, if i do say porzingis yeah so you know it's uh we're at a we're at you know it's funny we went from a game that could have been the uh, one of those momentous moments of the season when we took and took out the nets. Now we're at a stretch that could be a momentous stretch in the season, depending on how we do. And it could greatly influence our odds of being able to repeat as champions. Mm-hmm. I love L Rob's response. Just, you know, just very quietly, very politely. Yeah, just can, shake yeah, his head. If the Mavs can shut us down, then we have, we have some real big problems. If the Mavs defense can slow us down. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we always I, have the ultimate two weapons. Right. which are what I still believe are the best two players in the league. And if we get in the playoffs, it really doesn't matter where the hell we are. We still have a chance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But right now we are, and I think it was pointed out during that Brooklyn game, I think the 30th rank offense uh, right now, I mean, that of, of, and that's worst of any team since LeBron and AD have, have yeah. been out of the uh, you know, NBA. And that's, that's not and we've been shooting pretty good lately. <laughs> yeah. Know? So if we revert back to the uh, mean. Uh, it could be mean. Yeah, it could be mean indeed. But we'll check it out. We'll be here tomorrow right after the game for Charlotte. So please stay tuned to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Again, check out all the great things that we're doing at Lakerholics.com. Also as well, be part of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network and check out all the great shows there. There's a ton of episodes we've had over the past few days. You got to check out our one of our highest podcasts ever seem to magically come around the time of the Lakers Nets victory there. So that's funny how that podcast is really doing well. And I want to thank everybody for listening to that episode. Plus also as well, check out my interview this past week with Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies talking about the rookies and also as well, the future rookies in the NBA draft. 
I've also got another interview coming up on Wednesday that I did with Stone Hansen talking about the Lakers offseason moves and also the NBA draft. So take a look for that on Wednesday. But Laker Tom, L. Rob, Jamie Sweet, I cannot thank you enough for being part of the show. It is at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, at Laker Tom on Twitter. Contact Jamie Sweet or L. Rob through Lakerholics.com. It's truly great to have everyone watching and listening. And we'll be back tomorrow night after the game against Charlotte right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.